0: Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. You can learn more about my work as an intuitive and teacher at karenhager.com. And if you like podcasts and puzzles and puppies. You can follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram. Everyone loves Maisie the puppy. What kind of monster wouldn't love Maisie the puppy? So you see pictures of Maisie the puppy on Instagram. And I love to do jigsaw puzzles as a kind of a spiritual practice. It's meditative for me. And there's something about taking all those little pieces where it seems like you'll never figure it out and they all look the same and carefully patiently mindfully assembling a bigger picture that for for me personally speaks to kind of what i'm trying to do with my spiritual practice can i bring the pieces together can i move through disorder calmly so have a look at puzzles and puppies and podcasts at fog city psychic on instagram now then shamanic teaching seems especially relevant in these unusual times. It can feel like we're going through great change and yet we're not always clear on our direction. Well, my guest today is Itzak Beery. And he says that ancient cultures foresaw the volatile events we're experiencing as a birthing process for a new future and a new human paradigm. Prophecies like the condor and the eagle from the high Andes of Ecuador and the meeting of the water from the native Brazilian Amazon inform Itzhak's perspective on what we're experiencing today. So are you ready to meet him? Itzhak Biri is a leading international shamanic teacher, healer, speaker, and community activist. He's the author of three best-selling books, including Shamanic Healing, Traditional Medicine for the Modern World. For nearly 30 years, Itzhak's been bridging the spiritual and practical wisdom his indigenous teachers entrusted to him with a contemporary approach, that's relevant to our modern times. He leads groups on healing expeditions to the Andes and the Amazon of Ecuador and Yucatan. He's the founder of shamanportal.org, the Andes Summit, and the co founder of the New York Shamanic Circle. Itzak's on the faculty of major spiritual centers, and he received the Ambassador for Peace Award from the Universal Peace Federation and the UN. There's a lot more to find out about Itzak and his work, and you can find that at itzakbiri.com. Itzak, welcome to Out of the Fog.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Karen. It's a really great pleasure and honor.
0: I'm very glad you're here. I, What does it mean to you to be a shaman now in these times?
1: I think that we want to take a look at uh, what what is the original, appropriate uh, proper uh, meaning of the word shaman that came from the Tungus tribe. Uh, because I think... Um, for many years, many people define shamans in many different ways, like a, a wise person, a healer, or a person that flies between the worlds, uh, bring messages from spirit. But the tungus word for saman is the keeper of the fire. And the keeper of the fire is really defined what a shaman is. It's not just a person who knows how to heal or to how to... Um, communicate or channel or bring information from other spirit world it is the person that take care of the community the well-being of the spiritual well-being the emotional sp- uh, well-being and the physical well-being so it's a, it's a person who devote uh, his life for the betterment of others the service to others um, but it's, it's not defining by 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 one aspect of the of the shamanic work it is the, the, that commitment to make other people's life better or dreams come true
0: mm-hmm.
1: that define a shaman and I think that this is really what's missing um, in our uh, conversation about shamanism today is that uh, the fact that I know how to drum and journey into my uh, our animal, or spirit guide, or my ancestors—that doesn't make me a shaman. My, my, what makes me a shaman is my commitment for other people's well-being, and I think that that is—if you accept that as a as a as the bottom line of what shamanism or shamanic culture is—then um, and and you take res- uh, responsibility for that. Then I think that that. Um, that would make this world a lot better where our world today is all about me, 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 me.
0: Well, and that it's not, I, I think I'm hearing you say, it's not about show off shamanism. Oh, no. it, it's about the, the connection to the community, to the work, to the path, to your part on the path that we are all walking together.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, It's a commitment that a person uh, to become the pillar of society, Mm. and to make other people's life more harmonious, and uh, to keep the stories, the legend, to keep the um, the tradition, uh, to keep the the the, the the. harmony and peace with, with each other. And if you look at the world today, I think that this, is, this role is so important because there is a big segment of our culture that has nothing, don't even look at the, at the value of community, the value of well-being for all being. Uh, there's so much um, greed and uh, fear of the changing times. Um, and the, the shamans, we have to, re, to remind people that the well-being of an, each individual one is by the well-being of the whole community. And we have to be responsible for other people's life. Um, we can't really say that this not belong to us. And like the, uh, the coronavirus uh, pandemic uh, showed us that, you know, it may start in one country, but it's spread around very rapidly And it's the same thing about racism. It's all the same thing about everything else because of our communication today.
0: I know that you are aware of prophecies Mm -hmm. that speak to the times we're in today. And, And as someone who has committed his life to being the pillar of the community, to leading... Prophets and prophecies are not always well received, and I'm wondering how it is, how it feels to, to speak truth into a time that, mm, where so many are resisting everything. We don't know what truth is anymore.
1: You know, we are, we are now in, um, in the beginning of a new period of time. Uh, in the Inca tradition, it's called pachakuti. and they count a time in lump sum of 500 years. These are a period of time. And in 1993, a new pachakuti began. And that pachakuti, according to um, the Inca tradition, is the pachakuti where the eagle of the north and the condor of the south will fly in dance of harmony in the blue sky that that's our future and it is at the time where uh it is the return of the feminine energies back to our world and if we remember 500 years before that um the spaniard and other cultures from the europe um the armies went into um south america to to look for gold to look for treasures and they in that way they colonized uh, the south america they butchered the the old traditions and it was really the uh the um the rule of the masculine energy and now we are entering into a whole new period of time where um, the, it is the return of the feminine, as I said. And the people that are so benefited from the 500 years of occupation, of uh, stealing resources, grabbing everything they can with and taking everything with power, with, with war, uh, the corporations, the religion, and all of that that is ruled by male energy, um, they are really fearful of losing their um their resources mm. and giving room for a new period of time <clears throat> we are now in a beginning so it's only 30 years now that uh, this um, change is happening and the more the people who are from the old regime from the from the old pachacuti realizing that they are going to be replaced, that they are uh, a new period is coming, uh, the more vicious that they become and or the more desperate that they become. And so we know where the river is flowing. We know that that's uh, the the future, but so many people, were for so long benefiting from the rule of the masculine uh, energies that they are not willing to give 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 it away or give room for the new beginning. And so that's really where we are now. Uh, It is the fight between the masculine way of thinking or the eagle way of thinking and the feminine-based condor uh, of way. And how do, we, how do we cooperate? How do we bring the two together? We don't have to choose either one of them, but we have to learn how to bring the two aspects of ourself, the caring, the loving, the intuitive, uh, the compassionate, the empathic, <clears throat> together with action. This is the challenge of our time.
0: Do you believe that these two uh, principles, these two ways of being coexist in, in each of us? I feel like we, we as individuals can't be all one or all the other, even if, and it resonates with me so strongly, even if we have been in this masculine way of grabbing everything we can get and fighting off anyone who disagrees with us and now we're holding on as tight as we can in fear, how, mm-hmm. how can we shift into that more feminine way of, of looking at things um, in, a, in a gentle way so that we don't have to go through all this, what feels to me like the death throes of the, of the old way of doing things where we just burn it all down and freak out before we can have <laughs> something new.
1: I believe that these two different energies exist within each of us. Mm-hmm. As a role for the shamans, for the shaman or the healer, all we do is we are trying to bring the balance between them. And I'm not when I'm talking about the white male domination of uh, of, our, of our world. Uh, it's not necessarily only white male. It yeah. could be also female who have a lot more masculine energy,
0: of course,
1: or women who depress their femininity in order to live in a masculine world. And the other side is also true that there's a, there's a lot of masculine, a lot of men who have a lot of strong masculinity. There afraid to express their feminine side of themselves and so that that flight of the condor and the eagle is not necessarily uh, to choose between either masculine or feminine it is the harmony or the flight the the flight of harmony between the two of them or living in uh, harmony with the masculine part of you the action part of you the logical the the ego part of it, and the other part, which is compassion, intuitiveness, taking care of other people. The two of them together, really what makes the new Pachakuti so exciting. Um, And I hope that uh, we will be here to see it soon.
0: Is that the transition is happening now? Mm-hmm. Is, do you have a feeling about mm, what happens next? How we move through this transition? Will we be here to see it?
1: Well, the last Pachakuti uh, took about 80 years for it to, to not, I'm not saying complete, but the transition part of it to take roots. So I believe that we are only in the very beginning of time. I don't know if I would be able to uh, be here when all of that uh, will happen. But I think that we, we can already see some of it, some signs of it. For instance, today we have a lot more women that represent the feminine, the family part uh, in the Congress and Senate. We have more women now running governments in, in different countries. Uh, women voices are heard, and at the same time, there is a lot of resistance from the other, from the masculine side or from the eagle part, and try to create r- rules against that. But you know, the, the the train left. The train left the station. There are some people who are trying to stop the train from. F- for, from going, but that's uh, the way I see it. And that's what makes me so um, optimistic is that the trains will get to where it needs to go, no matter how many people will start uh, try to stop it. And maybe here we, uh, you, we can talk about the meeting of the rivers, the two rivers that are in the Amazon um, yes. near Manaus. Um, I was there for quite a few years um, and uh, uh, I was taken by uh, my teacher, Ipupiara, to meet that place uh, where the Rio Negro, the the Black River, meet the Red River, the Amazon, and it is a um, uh, a, a flow of two different rivers. Like the condor and the eagle, each one of them has a different energy, different uh, sediment, different pH, uh, acidity, uh, different uh, temperature. And they all uh, come together, come from different uh, cultures, from different places, but they all merging in one place. That's called the meeting of the water. Mm-hmm. And they bring with them all the sediments, the, the leaves, the the trees, the the um, the garbage that they collect together, and they create islands that they're in. That meeting, that is a very uh, sacred place for the Manaus tribes, because they believe that um, the that that when two cultures merge, um, they don't merge all at once. The river there. Um, or that the two rivers are trying to merge the pH the 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 temperatures whatever they bring the fish but it takes them miles and miles and miles and miles to swim side by side until the two waters can become one river mm-hmm. and i i think that if we think about where we are now where the old time is gasping their last breath and the new one is still not very sure of where where are we are going to be and we really need to learn how to swim side by side how to flow and how 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 do we manage to merge with each other to weave uh, each of our dreams or wishes or qualities until we become one big river that flow into the ocean into the infinite.
0: Mm. You're listening to Out of the Fog. I'm talking with Itzhak Beery. He's the author of three best-selling books, including Shamanic Healing, Traditional Medicine for the Modern World. You can find out more about Itzhak and his work, the um, the uh, travel that he leads, and other things at itzhakbiri.com. That's I-T-Z-H-A-K-B-E-E-R-Y.com, itzhakbiri.com. That idea of the rivers coming together and it and it taking time to flow feels reassuring to me I have um, one of my parents is diametrically opposed it uh, in his political and other views and one of the things I hear from him all the time is this is it this is the end this is the end of everything it's over it's Mm -hmm. urgent it's this is and I feel I feel more like someone flowing down the river and coming on maybe an island of garbage, or a place where the <laughs> where the mix of sediment is not is not working very well. But it feels to me more like the, the beginning of everything. Is this the beginning I, of everything?
1: I think it's a it's a very exciting beginning of everything because I I think that uh, maybe my children or maybe my grandchildren uh, will will live in a whole different world. I think that uh, you know when when you have a world that is ruled by power, by greed, by fear that I'm not gonna have enough that you know uh, uh, competition about resources um and this is ingrained in our DNA for five hundred years now or five hundred and thirty years now uh, the the people who at the head of these corporations and religions and um, other institutions, they would not really give it up very easily. But I think that the the earth is shifting under them. We all understand now the veil, more people now see or recognizing the veil. They can see through it. They see the, um, the, what corporations and religions are doing, that they are separating, that they're creating division between people instead of uniting them. We all grew up on ideas of spirituality, that we are all one and that we are all the same, that God created a, a human being in, 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 his, uh, in his shape. We all want that. I think that we all, as human beings, I think that we all want to be good. We don't wanna go to war and kill each other. We don't want to have people who are worth trillions of dollars and people who don't have even a dollar. We want a better world. And the world is is so magnificent and it's so beautiful. And it's with abundance that can provide for everybody without fear of not having enough. Um, It is so old, the idea that, Scarcity—it's all—it's so old to f- to live in fear, and I, I can't really understand why people want to be to continue the war machines and uh, the corporate greed uh, instead of sharing and creating uh, a better world. Life. And that's really what the, the prophecy of the condor and the eagle is—is is to take the, the know-how of the of the Western world, the the, the, the signs the technology, uh, all the achievement that we have, and uh, including medicine, and cooperate with the world of the South, which is bringing more of the sensibility, the the love of the earth, the taking care of the earth, uh, the way to take care of of nature, uh, the the tribal uh, uh, responsibility. I think that if we can bring the two together, which is where the two rivers will come at the end. We'll merge it. Um, I think that the the future could be exciting. Mm -hmm. But I think that we are really right now uh, in the eye of the storm, we can't really see behind. And I think that that's what I think is so important to talk about it, is to give people the perspectiveness of that so people would not be so disillusioned, so desperate and frightened
0: and it's part of when i think of the relevance of shamanic teaching it's that vision it's holding a vision that's mm, holding a vision that's bigger than what i as an individual Mm -hmm. person can see that's right and i'm hearing you as a as a healer say no one of us really wants to create harm, cause division, grab at things, fight. It feels like this time that we're going through this place where the rivers come together, the place where we're in that transition feels like it's um, at a time when if we will, if we can allow it, if we can kind of calm ourselves down a little bit, gentle down that fear, we can move forward together, not just the in quotes, good guys and the in quotes, Bad guys fight each other, and then the good guys win, and then we, or the good guys, move forward. I'm hearing you say no one wants, really wants destruction.
1: You know, I think I believe in the goodness of people, and I believe that uh, each of us have a soul that wants to be uh, loved, and that it wants to be with the light, or they want to. I don't think that anybody is born with they that. Their soul wanted to dominate other people or to create suffering for other people I think it is a, it's, a, it's' it's not uh, uh, an innate nature of a human being so I think that uh, our suffering comes from our from our soul yearning to be loved and to love and to be a whole and that is all by taking care of other people and to be recognized too as a, as a being, a good being. But I think where, where it's at now is that there's so many people motivated by big corporations that so fear that they lose sight of who they really are as human beings. And it, it brings us to the question of uh, good and evil, of course, because uh, the definition of good and evil is that the good energies of the world is energy that promote life, promote f- the flow of life, like the river that flows undisturbedly throughout life. and the, the, the evil or the negative energies are energy that wants to stop the flow of the river, mm. to stop the flow of life. And these two forces are, uh, are fighting with, between each other for, from the beginning of time. The, so the more we can hold that vision of goodness and of um, peace and harmony, and the changing or the return of the feminine energy into this masculine dominating world, uh, the more uh, optimism, the more, the more peace will be around the world.
0: I wonder if you have a suggestion for daily practices, things that we can do while we're in the thick of it, while this uh, transition is going on, are there things we can do daily to remind ourselves of that goodness, of the goodness of the world and our place in it, uh, to remind ourselves of that compassion and gratitude that we carry?
1: I, I think that my practice is is really quite simple, is asking myself with everything that I do, if what I do promote the life force of other people or is it stop them mm-hmm. and i think that every decision that you make you have to want you you want to ask yourself does it promote your partner life or does it stop it does it if if i work if i do something at work does it really promote life for other people around the world or is it take advantage of them for profit and they will suffer from it every action I think that that is very important to to bring it into the consciousness every word you say every act, act you, you act does it promote life or is it stopping life that that is the most important thing to to do uh, in your ed- daily life, but it, as a ceremony, I think that you what you might want to do is the, if you stand up and you feel like your roots, uh, your your legs are the roots to the earth, <clears throat> and your head is um, the top of the tree that. Uh, that collect the energy of the sun. So we're talking about the two parts. The, the earth is the mother, the, the feminine energy, the sun is the masculine energy of Tata Inti. Um, and I do that with other people and you can do that too, is, is to, if you stand like a tree with your roots deep into the earth and um, bringing the energy of the magma or the, the passion energy of, of the mother into your heart and at the same time you bring the energy of the sun the the masculine energy into your heart and you bring this combustion of the two together that's the 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 masculine and the feminine meet in the heart and then from the heart to 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 project it out into the world so you don't project the feminine energy, or you don't project the masculine energy. You project the two of them, the merging of the two together, and you're surrounding the world with good, beautiful, loving energy that bring life to all. That is a practice of in, in meditation that you can do. And if you do that often and you, you start to feel that you are the source that, that, this, that the energy of the sun and the energy of the, the earth coming from your heart, you are the source that activate the world. And when you do that, when you send that love, light to all beings on this earth, then you can do harm or create suffering for others.
0: It's beautiful. And it's, it's practices like that, that mm, reconnect us with who we really are, not who we're Mm -hmm. pretending to be, or who we think we ought to be, or who we think someone else looking in uh, from outside would think that we would practices like that bring us into the heart of who we are. And from that place, from the heart of who we are, then we can do good or shine light, create, life in the world
1: Mm. yes that's beautiful absolutely
0: is there a message i know we're just about at the end of our time is there a message you especially want to share with the listeners
1: i think that the message that i'd like is that the message that we started our conversation is what is a shaman and i and um ipo piara my teacher from the brazilian amazon i used to say that Uh, We are all shamans. All human beings have the DNA or the innate talents to become a shaman because to become a shaman is about survival. It's about helping other people, communities, and yourself and your families to survive. And to survive, you really have to have uh, spiritual well-being, emotional well-being, and physical well-being. And you have to have the uh, the talent of or the uh, ability to dream, to vision, uh, to sing, to hug, to give somebody a glass of water, to comfort someone. And that's all what shamans do. So the message is that we are all shamans. We all have what it takes to be a shaman. And, and it doesn't mean that you have to be professionally doing it, but it's important that all human beings recognize that they are healers and they have to take responsibility about it okay. because healer cannot really hurt other people. And the more we recognize as a, as a human species that we are healers here on this earth, uh, making sure that other people's life is, 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 lives in harmony and with the full potential, then we can't hurt other, other other people. So I encourage people to take the role.
0: And to make the, to make the commitment. Yes. In, in, every, in every choice.
1: In every choice. Does it help other people to promote their life, or does it hurt it? If it hurt, don't do that.
0: Wow. Itzhak, thank you so much for taking the time to share the prophecies and this message, it feels to me like a message of hope and I am grateful for this connection. Thank you.
1: You're very welcome. It's very a pleasure to be with you.
0: I've been talking with Itzhak Biri. He is the author of best-selling books, including Shamanic Healing, Traditional Medicine for the Modern World. You can find more about Itzhak and his work, including the fifth annual Andes Summit, which is a chance to meet shamans from Ecuador virtually. All that information is at itzhakbiri.com. And I'm going to spell it for you. I-T-Z-H-A-K-B-I-T-Z-H-A-K-B-I-T-H-A-K-B-I-T-H-A-K-B-I-T-H-A-K-B-I-T-H-A-K-B-I-T-H-A-K-B-I-T-H-A-K-B-I-T-H-A-K-B-I-T-H E-E-R-Y, com, And you're always welcome at karenhager.com. That's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. And you can even book a private intuitive session there if you are so inclined. If you are feeling into your healing heart, if you are looking for ways to deepen your practice, to soften the way that you rub up against a world that can, that can feel harsh, that can maybe mm, seem like it's leading you in, in ways that don't allow your intuition. I'd love to talk to you and see if we could put a flashlight on that so that you can step into your true, kind, healing path. That's all at karenhager.com. And if you follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram, you get podcast stuff, you get Maisie the puppy, and you get puzzles um, whenever I decide to post them. So you're welcome to follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram. Thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.